Hello, everybody. Welcome to season three, episode one Whoa. of Watch and Talk. Let's go around the horn real quick. Let's I'm, horn it around. I'm Eric. Horn it up. Are we doing last names? Yeah, we'll horn it. No, <laughs> no last names. No, I don't need that. I'm Eric. Elise? Last initial. Yeah. Wait, what's last initial? That's just stand in for my oh, for my last it. initial, which is a stand in for my last name. Got it. So Elise, damn it. <laughs> just last initial. <laughs> you could call me Brayden. <laughs> Not his real name. Yeah, that can't be your real name. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just doing a That's like a, a music. Well, my real name, name is Jason. Okay. Um, <laughs> this week we watched an episode called Isaac and Ishmael. So this is not this is non-canon West Wing, as we learn. Huh. So if you watched this huh? episode on Netflix, you might have uh, missed that there's actually an intro that was shown, and it was on the DVD copies. Oh, oh I man. forgot to watch it. Have, have you not seen, seen it? I didn't see it. Okay, let's let's. Oh, uh, so let's just set the scene real quick. Sorry. This episode aired, I believe, October 4th, 2001. Oh. If you were alive around the time, oh. um, I had to look this up. There was a little thing that happened on September 2001. Huh. What? What was it, Eric? It's called 9 slash 9-11. This is like maybe the first TV shows. Like fall TV had to start again. As we all remember, um, the important thing for you to do is to be a, a friendly consumer. Go back shopping. TV schedule had to resume. They showed network news coverage for four days straight before they cut back to regular television. Wow. So this is like a national shock event. Where were you 9-11? Go around the horn. I was in school at a... You were like in the classroom? Yeah, I was in uh, ninth grade in high school. Yeah, and I was in the classroom in a science class. And then they like it was... I think it was right when the first plane hit... They turned the news on and we like watched like the coverage live as the second plane hit. And then I was in a school and that was in like kind of a shady neighborhood. So about an hour after it happened, um, a bomb threat was called into our school. Mm. Probably completely unaffiliated with like any terrorism. It was probably yeah, that was just a prank. regular. Yeah. They that, didn't know 9 11 had happened yet. Yeah. That, that happened like all the time. <laughs> um, it probably was like someone was just trying to play a bad joke. So I had my first cell phone for emergencies only, and I called my mom, and I was like, come pick me up, and the school was on lockdown, and my mom had to like argue with the security guard to come get me from school. Yeah, you go, Shannon. Sharon. <laughs> we'll go back. Where yeah, were where you, were Brayden? You? Where were you in 9-11? I was in class. I was in uh, freshman year biology. Had an early class. Is it the same Wait, as that story? In college, Wait, freshman. You, you were taking biology and undergrad yeah i had it was my science and did elisa's mom have any trouble getting you out of class i <laughs> uh, no, i was i got that was it we've I went all to met class. my mom and we know she would have taken us all out of class if she could have <laughs> no on. i went to class and it, and then i got home and that had happened i was and then there were no more classes i was in bed and my mom called and she's like you should watch the tv and so i watched and i saw the second tower hit and then i'm like i guess i should go to class now <laughs> yeah and so i just like I, I lived on campus at the time i was in college and i like went there and they're like class is canceled and i'm like oh okay well, i'll just go home and figure good. this out yeah i don't have anything exciting you weren't in, in the towers or anything right i was in an airplane really no no i was in my <laughs> dorm room in bed <laughs> playing like, dr mario me and the other passengers had rallied a jimmy a jimmy john sandwich and very very stoned and i was it i would never have watched the news then Wait, you were, <laughs> this is like 9 a.m. This is, I was skipping class. And, 
Fully skipping class. Yeah, I had so an 8 a.m. class. Playing Dr. Mario by myself just to get better at it so that when I played with my friends, I would like have a chance. Yeah, sure. I had a seriously hardcore Dr. You gotta Mario put the hours group. in. And when my roommate came in and was like, hey, man, like something happened. Then I looked on the thing and then I checked on the internet and they said class is canceled for today. And I was like, sweet. Hell and then I yeah, just baby. immediately went back to play Dr. Mario. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I remember, so at the time, my dad, like, traveled a lot for business, and he was traveling, and he traveled, so like, so much, I just kind of forgot where he was all the time, and I didn't know when he was flying back, but I immediately was like, where is he? Like, it was he on one of these planes, and he wasn't. He was in France, and he said that when it happened, someone in his, like, meeting, this French man said, like, sabotage or something. Yeah. Jacques Hughes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so um, I had no idea. Sorry, I had no idea this was a nine eleven special episode. Oh, really? Wait, I didn't. I didn't. Really did you way. figure it out oh. at any point, or you just no? Oh my God, your okay. perception. I didn't oh. put okay. that together. Okay. So, so here, so traumatic national event. I mean, the country just like went insane. It's still insane from this event. This is like the schism of history started like at this moment, basically. I just say the 2000 recount, but that led to this, which led to where we are now. So this is like probably the first TV show starting again. West Wing is like the America show. So they in the since we have last watched the last season, they have won their second Emmy for best dramatic series. It's the top of the world right now. And then people tune in and they see this. We're watching it now. What they saw. Good evening, I'm Martin Sheen, and I'm with the cast of The West oh, Wing. Some president. For those Back of you lit. who tuned in tonight to see so our season premiere, so they're in character. They're I'm out of character. I'm Martin Sheen, not. We're um, eager to get back to our continuing storylines. Not, not making eye contact. Tonight we wanted to stop for a moment yeah, and do something different. You'll notice a few things different about this show tonight. For instance, Boy, in place we. of our usual main title sequence, we'll be putting phone numbers up on the screen where you can pledge donations to I groups that are able this, to help with victims' assistance. No they did Nobody not needs to be convinced that when they name New Ooh. York's finest and New York's bravest, they Leo's knew what they were episode. talking about. So we're pleased to tell you that the profits from tonight's episode will be donated to the New York firefighters' 9-11 disaster. They're donating Does money. Does think all their voices the sound weird? Yeah, they sound totally different. Widows and Children's Benefit Fund. They're out of character. This is the act. This is now the real. Panic. They're doing character voices all the other time. Except for Bradley Whitford, it sounds <laughs> exactly the same. He plays no, it straight. No, but like all the boys, their voices sound higher. Now, we suggest you don't spend a lot. What is it called? It's called Isaac and Ishmael. Yeah, I, I didn't have the uh, the ability to properly pronounce this the title. This episode is really? a storytelling aberration. Yeah. Spoilers, by the way. Huge spoilers. <laughs> So just real quick, okay. <laughs> we just watched a bit that is not on Netflix. I guess you got to go on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It's on the DVDs. Um, but so this is a non-canon episode. The characters have there are characters with the same names, but they are not the same characters. Okay, I was real confused. <laughs> I would imagine about because there was a bit of a cliffhanger at the last I, episode. I wrote, didn't we have a cliffhanger? Mr. President, can you tell us right now if you'll be seeking a second term? Well, they're still like kind. I mean, they're in character, but no. no. But they're they're basically saying like it's, it's non-canon, right? Yeah. It's like, like it's like a Simpsons Halloween episode, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
They're like the characters yeah, we a, know, but just like in okay. a totally non. So there's a couple of the yeah, the Donna getting a boyfriend thing is fucking hilarious, and um, there's <laughs> that's a like thing- the only thing she says in the whole thing. <laughs> and there's a really funny thing where Josh says, "But tonight we're gonna put our ego aside." So we wrote you a play, yeah. a storytelling yeah. aberration, an they- egoless storytelling <laughs> aberration. Everyone put their egos aside except Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. So um, we open up. So okay, what? What's up? Okay. <laughs> There's a lot for Braden to to comprehend right now. There's a lot of information. Right. Okay. I can't believe you didn't know. It was I just thought it was like a really weird episode. Because it's like a bottle episode. It's cheap. So, th- so this aired October 4th. They made this in like two weeks, which is crazy fast. Like They had another show. I, as far and, as I can and tell. And they called everyone back. Like the first oh, thing, it was, it was probably the whole season was probably already done. If like not basically, halfway through. basically September 11th happened, and um, you know, it's, which they never it's, say by name in the episode. It's September 11, and Aaron Sorkin's like, "Oh shit!" Like we need, I must write a play to save the show, and so he called together. No, it, it, his no. Team. no, it's not save. It's um, we need to. We, but like, we need a show. Need. We need to address. Yeah, this. he no, must no, have no, just no. immediately have thought. We need to do something because what we were going to run, we can't run. So now instead, I have to write a whole new show and get everybody together to act it out. Like he must have started thinking about that. There's no way this is an obligatory act. This, yeah, this is like, (laughs) I know how to solve this. I'm going to tell everyone the answer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of. He, He pretty much nailed exactly what the national conversation was for about five years afterwards. At least. No, I mean, no, no, not only that. Okay. It's not like it's, there's a it's lot of stupid me, shit people let me say, say but this. people were saying a lot of stupid shit for a long time let, after let that. Let me say this. I've seen this episode a lot. And as time goes on, really? I'm like, I skip it. I'm like, time. this episode is dumber and dumber, like whatever. It's like just less in touch with anything that I think is relevant. However, a huge aspect of this episode is exactly the conversation that's like the Sam Harris versus like left moral relativism relativism thing that's going on right now. It's actually still happening. This 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 debate at a broader level, like um, there's like an arc of how things treated 9/11. I think this one's actually pretty um respectful without going like I don't know. There's we'll get into what this one does. So there's a bunch of things. There was a South Park episode that came out in November that was like directly like Osama bin Laden's in it, and it's. It does the thing that South Park does where it's like everybody gets the, a ribbon so you can have like uh, racist shit, but they also make fun of Stevie Nicks or whatever. So it's not racist anymore. I don't know. Um, <laughs> there was a bunch of Law and Order episodes about 9-11. So here's the one that's interesting to me. 24 came out in 2001. It was a new show, new show. in the fall Ooh. of 2001. It had not aired 9-11, but it was so relevant. That's so lucky. So them. there's... um. I, I keep talking about this movie, but hypernormalization. There's a a great segment about like the representation of the destruction of cities in popular media throughout the 90s. And in America, all optimistic visions of the future had also disappeared. Instead, everyone in society, not just the politicians, but the scientists, the journalists, and all kinds of experts, had begun to focus on the dangers that might be hidden in the future. This, in turn created a pessimistic mood that then began to spread out from the rational technocratic world and infect the whole of the country. And everyone became possessed by dark forebodings, imagining the very worst that might happen. 
Armageddon. There's a scene Classic where uh, a big uh, flying thing hits the World Trade Center from the side, and it looks exactly like 9/11. And there's like big smoke pl- plumes coming off of Manhattan. 24 came out right then too. It's like it was like in the global consciousness. They probably had the same writers write 9/11. Yeah, <laughs> with the government. Um, so the, yeah, it goes along. We have Rescue Me in 2004, which is like you know firefighter who lost people in 9/11. Blah blah blah. United ninety three, which is like the you know probably the, the most the nine eleven movie two thousand six, um, and then uh, the Adam Sandler movie where he lost some people nine eleven two thousand seven, and then we get to uh, late two thousand seven two thousand eight we start getting the jokes, <laughs> and nine eleven uh, I th- so loose change came out in two thousand six I believe, and then within like a year of that there's like the movie Postal which has some stuff um, Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay is two thousand and eight. Um and now and like you know jet fuel can't melt steel beams like nine eleven's a joke now it's crazy really, like you're forgetting to mention the significance of Ocean's Eleven when did nine eleven happen in that movie <laughs> like that movie came out we like, just watched two it. weeks <laughs> after nine eleven oh yeah so yeah a bunch of things um the movie Glitter the Mariah Carey movie uh, <laughs> uh, I think Mariah Carey, that really like, uplifted the nation yeah people like blame the failure of that on nine eleven there's a really yeah, great photo it, sure. of um a subway poster. With like the collapsing World Trade Center in the back. Oh my god! And there's a glitter poster. Well, in the we back. were so we were recently watching Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> Don't ask. And um, I was recently watching Glitter. Really? No. No. <laughs> um, but we were reading about some of it, and apparently they cut scenes out of it that had like some sort of huge explosion because it was yeah, like yeah, insensitive. Yeah, yeah. There's after. a bunch of those. So everyone had to go back into the editing room, probably, on all the movies that were yeah. going so to come out. There's a um, list of entertainment properties affected by 9-11 Wikipedia page. Huh. Um, yeah, there's a, a Spider-Man trailer where Spider-Man is capturing a helicopter between the towers. Like, he makes, like, a oh. web bridge thing. I don't agree. The thing where they, like, started removing the World Trade yeah. Center digitally from movies that already had it seems crazy to me. Put it yes. back, Lucas. Put it back. Star Wars Episode Two. They took out the World Trade Center. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of those. Like Stuart Little Two. Like I guess you don't want kids to. I don't know. I yeah. I think it was fucked up when Stuart uh, brought the Twin Towers down. <laughs> but the real capper on 9/11 media is um, the 2017 movie 9/11, starring Charlie Sheen and Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, those where, two, where, those where, two where towers Charlie of Sheen celebrity. Has to get some people out of the building. Wait, it's a it's dead serious. Is this before or after Tiger Blood? This movie came out last year. What? Is it set in the same universe as Ghost? <laughs> it's like a ghost prequel. Oh my yeah. gosh. They're ghosts. They just, they just walk through the walls and get out of the building. It's fine. Instead, this time, Demi Moore is the one uh, guiding Whoopi Goldberg on the pottery wheel. It's just Oscar. No, uh, Patrick Stewart as a ghost comes up and flies, grabs the, uh, the the handles of the plane. And, and Patrick helps. Swayze. Yeah. He was the no, no, no. Patrick no, Stewart. No, keep Patrick better. Stewart. In it. Yeah. What are you doing, ladies? And uh, and helps and helps guide the plane into the building. <laughs> it would actually be really impressive to have Patrick Swayze do that now, because he's actually a ghost. Oh. <laughs> All apologies to Patrick Swayze's family. That's such a good like movie disclaimer voice. Yeah, so uh yeah, 9/11 big big deal. So they made a West Wing episode about we start in the FBI oh. field office of Burlington, Vermont, and um we have a match on one Muhammad H Jihad and he has an AKA um and it's what is it Rakim Ali. We're going to search in the nick. Yarun Nabi. 
Y-A-A-R-U-N-N-A-B-I. Arun Abi is a Persian name. Yeah. Means friend of the prophet. Four AKAs. Yakin Kashani, Rakim Ali, Yamin Bendari, Yawar Arianpour. Run them. Dun dun dun. Call the White House. There's something. I need to talk. I need to talk to the Secret Service, and they don't really explain what it is, and they just cut to Josh and Donna. Josh is grumpy. He wants to go home because they're in constant lockdown and crash because 9/11. Can't go yet. You have to talk to the students. What students? From presidential classroom. I have to work. You can work in the office. No, I can't work in the office. We've crashed five times in three weeks. I didn't remember the crashes happening. When she's, he's like, we've had so many of these crashes. I was like, why? So this is supposed yeah. to be then, like, I guess a few weeks after mm-hmm. 9-11. Okay. Yeah, when they're still in, like, high panic, but, like, things are starting to get back to normal a little bit, I guess. Um, Josh is talking to the students, you know, doing his normal fine. Can and we all acknowledge that Josh's hair is a completely different color than it normally is? I did not notice that. It is, like, dark brown. You think he dyed it? I think, well, I want to say he's wearing maybe a wig? he... Because of the production schedule of this, he may have had like another thing he was working on oh. and had a different color hair for it. Interesting. Yeah. Well, this is non-canon, so. <laughs> <laughs> a red phone goes off, and I'm like, what the hell is this red phone? The red But phone. luckily, there's a piece of tape on it that says crash. The red so phone. So it's the crash phone. It's crash, yeah. <laughs> and a guy picks up and Whenever another movie called Crash is released. Yeah, there was two of them. It's that also, phone. It's yeah. important to have a label maker, you know, around. Yeah. For this sort of thing. To to really, I think the prop director deserves extra <laughs> extra, yes. extra props on this one. Oh, hey. hey. Um, <laughs> because uh, it's super clear that this is the crash phone. Um, <laughs> the guy picks up the phone and he talks into the phone. Station one, code black, crash. Sorry, like he's calling it in or something, which is a little bit confusing. And then he's like, Josh, are these kids with you? Slime these kids with you? He's like got like his hand on his gun. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna waste all these. Did high they do the students. crash? So everybody uh, get kind of gets evacuated down to the mess and some intro talk of like, don't you want to talk about government and how the executives the most powerful? And then um, this guy Billy Fernandez, who's one of the students, pipes up and he's like, actually, actually, Mr. Lyman. Isn't it true that the framers made sure that the executive branch was the weakest of the three branches? I thought they were co-equal branches, personally. That's yeah. what I've always been told. But I thought they were co-equal. Even Josh That's admits true. that, yes, the legislative branch is They're not is co-equal? The yeah. Um, so then why do we even have the word co-equal? That's is it, the only reason we have that word is to describe the branches. Is it like a paper, rock, scissors situation? No, no. One Trump. No, gentleman. the Constitution makes it absolutely clear that there there are... There's limits on each branch, but the limits are much, much greater on the executive and the judicial branches. And the legislature has certain domains they can make laws about, but within those domains, it's pretty much entirely unlimited. So the legislature can like write public contracts that are called laws, and the executive branch really can only implement those laws. And then there's a couple of discretionary decisions the president can make where there's sort of urgency and you need someone to make a decision. Okay. So you're saying actually the legislature is the stronger branch. 100%. And there's judicial, there's Supreme Court precedent that says where there's a direct conflict between the legislature and the executive, the legislature in, in wins, every wins ev- always wins unless it's one of the enumerated purviews for the executive, like being the commander in chief. And even then, you need Congress to authorize war. So if they rescind the authorization for military force, the president can no longer do that. 
So I just want to point out that Josh is wrong, that he doesn't know how the government works, and also the kid is wrong. Everyone's wrong. No, he's saying they are right. He's saying the kid's right. The kid's right. No, the kid said they were co-equal. No, I said they were co-equal. I was wrong. This kid. Eric. The kid. Didn't the kids say <laughs> Eric the kid? <laughs> the kids that are saying that the legislature is the most powerful is right. So at this point, we know that we are in for some extremely normal conversation <laughs> that people have in the real world. Yeah. Which With is children. the most powerful branch of government, With Mr. Lyman? Um, and then he's like, really, ask me what you really want to ask. And they're like, how come all the bad people want to kill us? <laughs> I'm not even bad. How come everyone wants yeah, to kill everyone, us? How come people yeah. want to kill us? I, I was so confused because I was like... <laughs> The shooting white was a long time people ago. people shot Josh. They yeah. were white. It's why are the, we doing it's just, this? It's just well, he addresses that but right I, away. I, but I right away thought, I was like, why is this happening? Like, they were white. Oh, can dudes? I also point out, it's actually that the school school children don't say, why are they trying to kill us? They say, why is everyone trying to kill you? And he's like, <laughs> nah. and he's like no, 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 it's you too. I'm trying to kill you too. It's all of us. You're also <laughs> the one who's in the crosshairs. Right, well, right. that made sense because they had shot him. Like, no, they're just trying to kill you. I didn't shoot the kids. Right. Josh says his mom wants him to quit working at the White House because of how dangerous it is now. And he says he's not, but there's a special box that he tells a story about. That and he gets even, all weepy. It's a little weepy. Um, one of the kids is like, is like, well, really, it's not everybody. It's the Arabs, right? It seems like everybody. It's just the Arabs. The Arabs want to kill us? Yeah, mostly it's the Browns. He, um, this actor is from the Amazon original series Patriot. Of course. I've seen it. Um, He's actually working actor still. Not to be confused with the Mel Gibson vehicle. No. Josh has an analogy for the kids, like an SAT prep style question. Islamic extremist is to Islamic as blank is to Christianity. Although he did not use the proper format of how to write an he SAT did not. prep question. Mm-mm. Use the dots. Wait, so, what's the format of an SAT question? Where it's like thing, colon, thing, colon, colon, thing. Oh, colon okay. thing, oh, okay. and he wrote like arrows and commas and shit. It was colon it was a double colon. It was a mess. Josh, check yourself. <laughs> so this predates the American understanding that someone who is who believes in the religion of Islam is called a Muslim, not Islamic. Yeah, that's right. They they say Islamic extremism, not Muslim extremism. Well, I. Yeah, and, they don't. And, they don't use the word Muslim and, in the entire episode. You know who also didn't use the words Islamic extremism? Barack <clears throat> Obama. Well, could yeah, could have put an end to that war. <laughs> Peter just said it. Um, so there's the blank on that thing. You know what is it to Christianity? And it really made me laugh. And one of the kids is like Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's more accurate than the KKK, though. Yeah, these are like all little like a uh, the KKK jabs it is the answer that Josh. Actually, yeah, calls the KKK is the, is the right answer. So obviously, th- this is if you put this on your SAT, you would fail. Why is that? Because the KKK is not motivated by Christianity. There's no la- plain language in the doctrine of Christianity that says whites are su- a su- supreme race, right? Sure. But the the a a a, a Muslim suicide bomber is motivated by language in the text of their religious book right so there's like a there's a there's a truth claim there's a belief about truth that comes from a book that is saying this is the reality this is god's word and they believe god's literally 
as Josh even says, the seventh century literal, absolutely, ultimately literal interpretation. I don't know, though. I think that those people might believe that the Bible, their interpretation is such that they Mm -hmm. are... You mean the KKK? Yes. The KKK believes that the Bible says that the white race is the supreme race. It's more like the KKK is to white people than the KKK is to Christianity, maybe. Right, but then then it's a bad analogy, right? Because the danger with Muslim extremism is there's a book that says you should martyr yourself for certain things, right? And if you believe that that's actually the word of God, you would follow that literally, right? Well, I feel like there's stuff like that in the the Bible, too. There's that whole episode where the president yells at the lady for the pigskin and the football thing. Yeah, and also I want to point out— that's what I'm saying. Josh is quick to shoot down claims that the far right, that the Christian right um, practices terror, but— I would say they absolutely do. They, they shot him. They totally do. <laughs> and like, I would he, think the, about the Nazi shot him. But those guys weren't Christians, right? They were Nazis. The, uh, oh, yeah. The Nazis aren't Christians, right? I no, thought, they're that, I'm, I'm, I I thought was... Toby's analogy later about the Nazis was better than Josh's analogy where he compares. I mean, to that. I'm thinking about that. But he, he occupa- just so quickly, yes. he quickly shoots down the claim that that. Uh, Christian far extremist Christians commit any terror, but I see at least on the abortion issue. True. That's exactly, yes, that's, that's a great analogy. That's exactly what it, what they're doing just by yes. just just simply calling that medical practice murder incites people to violence, and then people do think that because it's murder, it's they are justified religiously. Yes, these are this is a religious. Belief. Oh, you know what a perfect... What's that? The Phelps. The Phelps people. What are they called? The WBC. Westboro Baptist right. Church. Right. The Westboro Baptist yeah. Church is a good example of that. Although they're not, I guess, as violent, but they're they're on par with like, they take this shit literally, it makes them 100% self-righteous about it, and they just follow that literal language to the heinous conclusion that it leads them to. So one of the kids is like... It's our freedom. <laughs> no other reasons? freedom and democracy but really they hate us because of our freedoms right it's the freedoms and then they don't actually say that phrase though (laughs) but those people hadn't like no no they do say say it's it's our freedom they they hate us because freedom and democracy really yeah yeah oh because the rest of the episode they they like say it in other ways yeah so well then then there is maybe 15 seconds of like lucidity in this entire episode it's probably a good idea to acknowledge that they do have specific complaints. I, I hear them every day. <laughs> the people we support, troops in Saudi Arabia, sanctions against Iraq, support for Egypt. It's not just that they don't like Irving Berlin. Which I think has like a parallel in like how the actual national conversation went. Like he actually like enunciates some like real political differences that but are he like. he just like skims it. Well, yeah, he, well, he skims on. it very quickly and Donna's like, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's because they hate our freedoms, <laughs> uh, which there must have, I mean, there's people that kind of like studied this issue for years, like their entire lives. And like they, I'm sure when the, after this happened, they're like, these are the reasons this happened. And they just got shot it, shouted down. I think Donna's beliefs here are even more problematic because what Josh says is Irving Berlin. She's like, which is just Jewish. They just like, they do it because you're Jewish. And she's like, yeah, I do think that's why they do it. Cause they just hate Jews. Like that's the reason for terror is cause people hate Jews. They're born and they hate Jews. And then they'll just, they hate you so much and they want to kill you cause there's Jews. 
That's you got that from the Irving Berlin thing? I think that's just because like what's Aaron the Irving Sork- Berlin that's thing? That's Aaron Sorkin's cultural references. They're yeah, all, it's like, pop culture. I think is what he was meaning by that. New oh, England, but, Irving New Berlin thing. is but, big pop culture. But but <laughs> let's be honest, who makes the pop culture? Jeez. <laughs> and I mean, Jeez. but I think and that this Donna, is mainstream media programming. Donna is always used in this show as sort of the voice of what Aaron Sorkin thinks the public thinks sort of yeah, like some collectively. general bumpkin thing like when they're like when Donna's like I don't want to pay like my taxes or like my yeah. taxes are too high or I don't know yeah when she gets like upset about things and every- she's the libertarian really before that concept was clearly solidified yeah but not but not just that like Donna also has had like other sort of cultural views I think in the show in general that align more with like what we maybe are like liberal bubble thinks the rest of the country sort of things before we knew before the most recent election. No, no, I think that the when, show when racism was no, still hidden. I think more. the show lets Donna win a lot, or at least go kind of unanswered. And I and I think a lot of the time she expresses a libertarian view, which is like socially no, liberal and does. economically liberal or economically conservative. And like, I think at the time that was like the centrist. The secret centrist point of view that Aaron Sorkin is espousing. I think she does win this argument. Like, well, Josh says she says her thing. Josh says a little misogyny. Yeah, he says that's a really good point. It happens to be a very girly one. But she does have a point, albeit college girlish. Get that (laughs) on the record. And then, and then she says, uh, "Yeah, basically now he's just gonna say exactly what I said." And then he does say exactly. Yeah, he says they, they hate us because we have women astronauts. And then he's like, "But." I'm not smart enough to talk about this to a bunch of teenagers. Um, I need to go get some of my friends. So, like, let's bring in some extra cast Just members. real quick, I wanted to point out that when he's talking about some of the terrible stuff that they make people do in fundamentalist Muslim countries, he points out uh, men are forced to pray. Which Fine, yeah. I don't Ooh. know that they are. Um, I think no, no, the well, situation here is that the men want to pray. No, well, no, no. They're big with the praying. It's, well, it depends what They're you They're pro-pray. If you if you believe that you're supposed to take the Quran literally, that you're supposed to, I think, pray five times yep. a day. And if you don't, but I've you grow up in a society surrounded by people that do believe that, and then you're like, nah, so I'm gonna skip like the midday prayer, like see you guys later, you might kind of get some flack, right? So I, I mean, I, that isn't the dumbest thing. I, I don't think I'm not sure how how common that is. Like even more like moderate Muslims, they're like, they pray. Like, they want to pray. Like, that's part of being Muslim. Like, you pray. Like, Christians pray. Like, nobody, fundamentalist Christians pray. Like, nobody's making them pray. They pray because they have, that's, they they love Jesus. Right, but there's other maybe better examples of the oppressiveness of the Taliban. Right. It's a bad, it's not the best dumb thing he says. (laughs) It's just like part of our freedom is to not have to pray or whatever. Well, no, I mean, I think they're they're getting at the plurality thing is kind of a funny way of saying we prioritize secular values over religious values in the United States, and that's because we have a First Amendment that says you can't explicitly endorse and adhere to one particular religion when you're acting on behalf of the government. So so in the upcoming parts where he brings down Toby and CJ and Sam— they he like introduces them like this is like 
everyone, like Toby, director of communications, give him a round. Yeah, people just of. appear in the room. Well, no, they, they do the thing where they just like come in, uh, the thing the president does in the very first episode where they just have like a moment where they jump into the conversation. But, yeah. like, but, least, but have you considered my point of view? And then he's like, ladies episode, and gentlemen, Toby. At least in that episode, the president makes an entrance here. It's like the, they cut to camera two and like he's been in the room yeah, the yeah, whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like been lurking there. Yeah. But so I was thinking, like, why are they introducing everyone? Like, we already know who everyone is. And then I thought, like, Aaron Sorkin and the creators of the show think that people who don't normally watch the West Wing are going to come and watch this very special yeah. episode. Well, I'm sure that happened. And in the meantime, this show has won its second consecutive best dramatic show emmy and this is the season premiere so they gotta like onboard mm. the new viewers and be like not be confusing uh, also like, maybe is- one day people will turn to this program for educational information see, like, on this what specific yeah. period me, what it was about, what it was like, like at the time super arrogant <laughs> to assume yeah. that there's like a ton of people watching this show i would love to know what the ratings were on this show compared to like a regular episode or something. um in the meantime uh yeah. they tell us internet the they cut to the OEOB. It's five twenty two p.m. and there is a literal shadowy Arab, and he's in the window blasting a cig. Back when you could smoke inside, as they do. Two thousand one, still smoking cigarettes inside government we, buildings. We don't see the OEOB acronym spelled out very much in the show. Yeah. I don't think, and I they're like constantly saying OEOB, you know. And I was like, this is also for people who don't watch the show. Yeah. And then we get our friend Ron Butterfield bust in and he's got a Glock and his posse. Alias that they had found is uh, for this Rakim Ali guy and that guy that works in the White House named Rakim Ali. And so they, they grabbed him and he's briefing Leo. Can we please play the clip of him pronouncing LaGuardia? Oh, yes. So, yeah. LaGuardia? So, Leo and Ron. Le- uh, LaGuardia. Ron yeah, he's describing the threat and he's saying why. <laughs> There was a warrant for his arrest in connection with an attempted bombing at LaGuardia. 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 <laughs> this is like when, like when you just like, like insert Ron. like Puerto Rico in your city. <laughs> this is like, this is like the white guy version. Like he's just like talking regularly, and then one second he's like from New York. Yeah. He's just like boom. LaGuardia. Like when Giada De Laurentiis is like, and then we're gonna take the mozzarella. <laughs> it's like when I say Isaac and Ishmael. <laughs> Ishmael. <laughs> That's not how you guys say those names. Ron embarrasses himself. (laughs) (laughs) And we never see him on the show again. I'm walking here in LaGuardia. (laughs) So they cut back down to the the mess, and now Toby is in there, um, and (laughs) he's 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 on a little Toby rant. Kill them all. Yeah. All the Islamic extremists. No, no, I I mean everyone. Except the Yankees and the Knicks. Sports, Laker girls. And well prepared steak. That's all I need. It's like a. He's like, we. Uh, what why, is the point? Why of we, this? Let's scene. just kill everyone. Now, I guess now it makes more sense now that I know it's nine eleven. But like before, it's like, oh, they just bring Toby in. The first thing he says is just like, let's kill everyone. Like, and it doesn't end much better. It's, it's really strange. You know, he's like, I gotta have sports and uh, those Laker girls. Auga. Wolf howl. He says religion is fine. Um, separation of church and state is good. Um, and then the more apt example is that these guys are like the Nazis who we established were, they were atheists? Well, they were Christian, right? Yeah. No, uh, no. 
They were okay. into some weird occult shit. No, no, no. Oh, there's, there's, this is a loaded question or... because there's a lot of like who who has to claim the Nazis debate where it's like, <laughs> do atheists have to claim him? Or is it just fascism and it's not anything else? Or is it socialism? Or is it uh, cap- pure capitalism? No, but they were into like, they were not strictly atheists because at least on the high echelons, they were into some weird old cult yeah occultish weird supernatural it's, shit it's complicated but let me put it this way i don't think you ever see the nazis quoting scripture as a basis for justifying their morality right like they yeah. they had an, a different kind of morality that was based on kind of social darwinism and some misinterpretations of evolution and stuff like that it was a much more oh, secular here. modern so ideology. there's a whole article on wikipedia about the religion in nazi germany and nazism and occultism um Sixty-seven percent were Protestant and thirty-three percent were Catholic. Okay, so like kind of seemed like immaterial almost. I mean, but the people were Christians. So, uh, but they were. I mean, Europe was a Christian. Well, but 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 specifically, Germany was. But Germany was Lutheran, which is like the most. Okay. Liberal version of Christianity. I, I guess they, the liberal for them, like the least textually literate version of Christianity. Appeal to Christian authority to. They were Get, not part of the Roman Catholic right. hierarchy no, at all. And in fact, had notoriously the rebelled. The people, the followers, the soldiers, their families, they went to church and they prayed to Jesus Christ. Probably. True. Sure. Some, Yeah, probably a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, so it, he says that the Taliban are like the Nazis. Uh, do we, you said you like that argument, Elise? You what? Th- you think the Taliban and Nazis is like... Yeah, I thought like that in that they're an oppressive regime in their own country, sort of. I thought the saying every single uh, citizen of Afghanistan is like a concentration camp victim was maybe a little too yeah. far. Yeah, yes, that, that was too far. No, the the much more accurate analogy, if you're going to make one like that, is the non-Jewish sure. occupants of Poland, right? Like they were like, oh man, like fucking Nazis, like this is annoying. We gotta like kind of be on our best behavior a little bit, but they weren't the people that were like under existential threat. Um, I don't think that's true because I think like, look at how women are treated. Yes, but I don't know what the difference they're is not between being treated like they're in a concentration I don't, camp. I don't know but... what the difference is. So look at Saudi Arabia, right? Mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia is the is shout out to MBS sponsoring this show. Hell yeah! Is a is a uh, theocratic monarchy, right? Where they are also very like strict <laughs> in their application of Islam to the differences between sexes. And they are not like a tribal, poverty-stricken, you know, sort of like lawless, wild, wild west country. They are incredibly modern. I don't think being like incredibly wealthy and wild, wild west has anything to do with no, it. No, but that's the argument they're making. Like this is this poverty-stricken area where the crazies kind of took over. Whoa! And well, like, wait, were cowboys Nazis? <laughs> I mean, we're talking were, about the Will they Smith. They were fascists though? a little bit. <laughs> I mean, more in that. The part of the analogy <laughs> to the calves <laughs> that um that there is like I mean, what a, is, and, and the native Americans. what's a cattle farm other than a concentration camp for cattle? It was oh a genocide. God. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Lee's guy. There's a there's a group of people who have like aggressively taken over and overthrown like the elected government 
But there is no, there was no elected government in Afghanistan. No, Toby is very clear that the Taliban is not the officially recognized yeah. government. No, of but there, Afghanistan. but there was no prior officially. Like, yes, there was. He said they took over the officially recognized. But they were. I don't think they were democratically elected. Yeah, there were no democratic elections in Afghanistan prior. Oh, probably not. There no. were after once we came, went in there and installed a oh. Western friendly. <laughs> no, they had a president. Afghanistan. Yeah. Well, they had a government. I mean, who knows? They what? had a government. Who knows? Anyway, <laughs> I, 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 I'm pretty sure they did. I'm just government. saying, there's no way of whether or not <laughs> they're in poverty or not. I think the country being in poverty just makes it easier to take over for like a religious extremist to take over in that way. But it can still happen in a wealthy country, and you can still oppress people in a wealthy country, like women. I, I did feel that I I felt the Nazi a comparison was a little cringy. I thought I mean, the, the Nazis concentration camp part was a little cringy. The Nazis conquered Europe, but the not the Nazis came to power in Germany in Germany democratically. And there's also they, been... they weren't a an occupying force of of their own people. Except for the Jewish people. They they, they um, were they I were don't elected. think they had one hundred but it wasn't like a hundred percent Well, that's a just democracy, baby. Yeah. And they also I don't think that uh, like when they were originally elected people didn't know what was going on and what they were doing at the time. It was just they literally a lot of people mm. thought it was a political Nazi party. apology here. I'm just wow. saying, wow. No, 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 I'm not saying like, obviously there are a lot of people who agreed with what they did, but a lot of people didn't know about the concentration camps too until after they were elected. And then they were like, oh shit, now I can't do anything. Oh, I, I just want to mention, uh, Yes, it turns out when the Soviets, before they left, had installed a democratically, quote-unquote, elected government, we kind of uh, mm. supplied arms and funding to the Mujahideen mm. rebels, mm. Yeah. which overthrew the Soviet-installed, mm. elect, democratically elected mm. government. Yes. Charlie yeah. Wilson <laughs> yeah. did yeah, so, so, yes, they had a, a democratically elected government that we helped overthrow. Weird. So, oops. Yeah, that's the other thing that they don't really talk about, I think, at all in this episode, is how we, um, like, siphoned tons of money and weapons into the country, and then just, like, we, like, basically laid the canvas for all this stuff to happen. Yeah, like, we were we were the Nazi sympathizers in Toby's analogy. Yes. Yikes. Did we go over how many uh, different cheers they're allowed to do? There's only one acceptable cheer at a soccer match. Allah U Akbar, God is great. <laughs> oh my God, this is the worst. Part. Just one. I forgot about that. So bad. It's the one about uh, we the belly itcher. I love how there's so many horrible sports analogies oh, and metaphors. Speaking in this. of which, I have a question. What in the world is pinochle? And, <laughs> and I did Card not game. know. He says throw some pinochle. I thought though. it was. Yeah, I thought it, was, it sounded like a. Like a T-ball, maybe? Yeah. You're not down with the peen lingo? But I also didn't know it was spelled P-I-N, like O-C-H. Pinacle. 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 Oh, and at some point uh, <laughs> earlier in the episode, Joss says, You guys hungry? Yeah. Freddie, why don't you grab a couple of people, go to the back of the kitchen, and get apples and peanut butter. Guys, I've gotten entire pieces of legislation through Congress on apples and peanut butter. I got some apples and peanut butter for the whole gang. We're going to get deep into your peanut butter phobia. What? <laughs> Oh my god, I'm like actually <laughs> break down. Okay, pause. <laughs> Hell yeah. Mm-mm. So as you, at, um, I've gone with a pink lady apple, Ooh, um, cool. which reverse is my two favorite words. Mm. Lady, lady pink. pink. Uh, 
Oh, oh. <laughs> oh lady pink. <laughs> I was like, knit. That phrase we all say. Uh, so we got we got some uh, of like the fancy Smucker's peanut butter. Oh. Um, so at least let's talk peanut butter. Oh yeah, let's <laughs> what, talk. What's the deal with it's peanut butter? Chunky. You and peanut butter. You do not like peanut butter. It's good. You I famously do not like peanut butter. I don't like peanut butter. At what all. is it? Yeah. What is it? Um. What so is it? okay. I mean, part of it could be like conditioning. Yeah. I grew mm. up in a British household. Is British is, is and so when they're having apples and peanut butter, is that a very American dish? Um, anything with peanut butter is an American dish. Well, you invented it. Yeah, you know. If it's for an SAT question, peanut butter is to America as Marmite is to England. Really is. Yeah. So. So so let's just back I, up for a second. So and have note. you ever had it? One is crushed yes. nuts. The other one is like a yeast paste. Yum. <laughs> Continue. Yum. Anyway, um, so yeah, I I grew up in a house without peanut butter because my dad hates it. Yeah. My mom secretly loves it. And secret she, we're outing her yeah she wow. used to keep this is public knowledge i'm not gonna get my parents divorced over this but how a secret works yeah <laughs> she, well now it's out it was a secret that she loved it and she used to keep a secret jar in Ooh, the house secret peanut butter i like that, that. Was like, not hide a peanut butter from me yeah well it was in the pantry <laughs> you sniff it out <laughs> and she it was the last peanut butter she kept in the house because she used to like sneak a spoonful of it mm-hmm. um but then one time my dad was coming home and she tried to That's swallow it so quickly that she um You won't even touch it. You're so afraid <laughs> of peanut butter. That she I'm just afraid there was some like on the outside <laughs> that she almost choked on it. Oh, um, so you're uh it almost killed your mom. It almost killed my mom. So. This time it's personal. No, but um so I don't know You say whatever you want about me, you mess with my family <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I will be <laughs> afraid to eat you for the rest of my yeah. life. Well, okay. So I like when you when I went to summer camp, um, like on field trips, the sandwich that they would butter. give everyone was peanut butter and yeah. hu- and honey sandwiches, and they tried to make me eat it, and I like tried it because it was literally the only thing gag? to eat, and I just like I almost like threw up. It was su- such a disgusting flavor, and I've tried peanut butter several times throughout my life. Cause Did was, you ever try it though? Yes, I tried it. She Did you really ever? Does. Eat it? I make her try it all the time. And. Um, I hate it, and <laughs> and so and I never liked it, and I it's it's so bad that we are not we are no peanut butter household except Jason. How long have you have peanut butter, my man? So Where's I have peanut butter jar? all the time, and that's because what I do is I buy peanut you butter. You got a secret peanut butter jar, <laughs> and I put it in an old I put it in yeah, an old almond butter jar. <laughs> no, and she never notices. No. So when Jason eats peanut butter or something like a chocolate peanut butter or something at home, I can't like sit next to him because his breath smells so bad afterwards. He needs to like brush his teeth if he's going to talk to me. That's my gingivitis though. No, it just smells so like bitter and terrible. And so, but I've progressed as an adult. Um, Have you? Yeah, I, I'm into other nut butters now. Ooh. I will eat an almond butter. I didn't used to like any of that stuff a cashew I, butter i tried a cashew butter so i was aware of this and i oh, got you an almond butter it smells so bad it smells here. like peanut butter it smells a lot like peanut butter so, <laughs> like i don't actually know if i can eat the almond butter we're, we're getting slathered in it here oh, oh baby actually, this is a crunchy peanut butter so that's extra strong. it smells so bad crunchy peanut butter is the way to so go. here's oh, a yeah. weird it's thing insane. i will Come eat on. i will eat a peanut this is like mm. where i'm at now as an mm-hmm. adult i will eat peanuts right. mm-hmm. off, off the shell 
You eat a boiled yeah. peanut? Yeah, I love a boiled peanut. I'll mm. do yeah. that. But mm. and I'll make a. Pe- I like a peanut sauce, like yeah, in a like satay. A pad thai. Yeah, like pad thai. Okay. Mm. All right. That's getting close to peanut butter. I think they actually use peanut butter in that. They do. Yeah. So I bought. I I there is a well, pad thai, small but. jar of peanut butter in my pantry that's kept way in the back that I use if mm-hmm. I make a peanut sauce. An emergency peanut. But butter. until it becomes the sauce, I have to like hold my breath. <laughs> uh, until other things are mixed with it. Until transubstantiates. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, it smells so bad in here. So I figured out, like, my problem with peanut butter. I hate peanut butter in a sweet, like, peanut flavor in a sweet context. Okay. So, so you're not, like, you're no, you don't eat a peanut butter cup. No, no. Ugh, those are disgusting. Snickers. It's like, it smells terrible in here. Okay. Right so, I, so I was aware of this. I got you a, uh, a, a 365 brand whole foods brand almond butter creamy mm, that sounds um, great. it's got extra room to stir we, we, <laughs> we put less of the product in here um i've never actually had almond butter so are you serious is, wait I'm you not, have to stir it it's separate. i stirred it i got a spoon in there oh, okay okay it's still a little little it's you know it's room temp so it's a little drippy. Runny, that's fine it's, it's delicious drippy. it's so good with apples it's a little drippy. all right careful of all the electronics around i mean it is almost the same thing where you're just like okay it's the same thing, but it's twice as much. Money. It's a little grainier. It's no. It's not as good. It's so good, but it doesn't it, have it's, a strong flavor. It's more bitter than peanut butter. Yeah. I I wholeheartedly disagree. Um, I mean, it's in your head. It smells so bad in here. Um, let's crack this one. Yeah, please. We're, 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 uh, you're like smoking me out. This is how you get me out of sleep. Pe- peanut butter doesn't have a smell. There's no smell. What are you smelling? We're nut boxes. Yeah, <laughs> this is the equivalent of like, I love Red Delicious, but I hate Gala. Listen, it's the other way around. You guys remember all? you have your friends over in like high school, you stay up for a late night, and you're all eating peanut butter in your room, and like yeah. your like mom would like wake up and come knock on the door, and you'd have to like. Hold up! And you spray, had to like spray some like air freshener. Oh my god! You're like it stinks in there. <laughs> Put a towel on the door. Oh no! I just want to say I love almond butter, but it's like right now because I'm yeah. smelling it, tastes terrible to me. We're creating an association. Yeah. The, it's going the wrong way. I thought I was going to eat into peanut butter. <laughs> it's turning you off of other types of nut butters. Like I was going to say, I will try it just to show you. But did I you ever try do- it? Yeah. You did you ever? Yeah. You know what people love hearing? Hmm. This, one's eating. Be, this one's challenging because it's, oh, it's no, chunky. No, I like chunky almond butter though. Chunkster. We got a chunkster here, baby. Right. Like I won't do a Snickers. I won't. It's just like it smells so bitter, but it's a flavor that's really good with savory dishes, I think. But is a sweet thing. It's disgusting. Is me eating an apple into the mic ASMR? <laughs> yeah. Do it. Do it. Yeah, you I could feel, do I a YouTube. Nothing. It yeah. almost sounded like you're chewing on styrofoam. No, these are good apples. These are lady pink apples. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite apple is a Honeycrisp. Oh, the best, by hands down. And then the my crunchiness favorite... of a pink lady, the sweetness Don't of a. Don't tell me what the best gala. apple is. I, I will. I, I I I will like the apple. All apples are beautiful. Yeah, they are. But it's a Can best we one. say red delicious? Is the yeah, least delicious. So Wait, hold on. No, but Macintosh. It's is the delicious. yellow. It's the golden. What's the golden? Delicious? Golden delicious. The Granny Smith. Oh, the Granny Smith. Granny I can't. Smith I can't do it. What? So Granny Smith. Those are very mealy. It's too much. No, it's too. No, it's too sour. Like a pink it's lady. just too sour. Though. They're similar to a pink lady. I eat six week old ones. <laughs> I will say no. Granny Smith. I don't like as like by itself, but it's really good in a savory dish. 
Yeah, we're talking about by itself, boo. I'm saying okay. it has other applications. You're talking about eating apples. Other yeah. applications. Yeah, it smells. <laughs> it's so bad. Like there's literally no smell. No, are you? It's because it's inside you. It's because it's fucking good and it tastes good and I love it. So the next question. Yeah. What is the first act of terrorism? And he's like. Peanut it's funny. Butter. Nobody invented political violence until the year 1100 AD, which this does is, does not check out. This is a horseshit answer because <laughs> if they're if you're talking about the assassins, At least it's, it's literally like, covering your mouth. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <sighs> oh yeah, it's just like they're thinking like, about what that smelled like <laughs> was just made me like dry even my mouth. <laughs> it's like, what's the first act of terror? And they're like, well, do you mean brown people terror? <laughs> and do you mean where essentially like the leadership of that tribe like sent people out to like you know like ritualistically murder other people for self righteous ideologies yeah uh, the, then, yeah that can we talk about like the the specifically the definition of terrorism versus like not I mean, when it, it's you obviously... just encountered this recently yeah I had a, I had an incident at work where I I all right oh so uh oh this week we had the uh, Toronto guy. He went and he drove in a he rented a van, drove on the sidewalk, killed a bunch of people, in, injured a bunch more. Um, before he did that, he seems to have pledged some sort of b- bizarre loyalty to uh, this online weird group of people. They call themselves incels, short for involuntarily celibate. They are people who f- feel uh, really angry at the world because they can't fuck. And is this like a men's rights thing? It's a yes. It's a it's a so subgroup. So this was ordered by Jordan Peterson. Are these pickup artists? It's a subgroup of men's rights, of which the pickup artists also exists, and the the men's rights also exist. This is this is a, their own group in the same world, but their own group. Uh, they're they're incels, and and it kind of started with the guy Elliot Roger, who a few years ago. He got mad that he couldn't fuck, so he killed a bunch of men and women, and then he wrote a manifesto. Wait, he, what does it mean he, like, can't? Manifesto. Like, he can't have sex? Like, or he, oh, no, no one he wants could do it. No, this, those are vol cells, voluntary celibates. These are the incels. Right, these the are people who, who try to close the deal, but they're not they, closers. They, no. would, they would love to fuck. Look, I, oh. I spent no some time. No one wants to do it with them, Nobody though. wants to do it with I spent some because time. they spend most of their time on internet message forums talking about how they can't fuck <laughs> yeah. and getting mad at people yeah. because of it. it. I hung out a little bit on incels.me the other day because I wanted to see what they were talking about. And it's they the, these people self-identify. Oh, do, you, do you mean your, your Twitter profile? <laughs> Don't don't sign your tweets. <laughs> they they self-identify as being so ugly that like they don't have any friends. Like like the average person would, I guess, just be disgusted to see them. And they're just very. Do, do they post pics? No, no. Really? A lot of them have pics of like Elliot Roger or this guy Alec Mc- Manassian. I don't know who those people are. Manassian's the ter- the Toronto van terrorist. Oh, okay. Some incels. Um, the nerds movies. Or about incels, classic incels. Most most American Pie incels. Fuck the peanut. There's a lot of incels in 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 culture. American Pie. Yeah, the whole movie is like we're trying to fuck. We can't fuck. No, so they're 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 involuntarily celibate. But But they all they all fuck by the end of the movie. Well, they get out of it. By that definition, all characters that begin their story arc are in whatever they're trying to accomplish. Meg Ryan and um Sleepless in Seattle. 
she's an incel. <laughs> but so the actual the you know the first act of terrorism is a uh, 11th century guy. I don't know. It was Sam, probably then Muslims. He sa- then he says Sam. We were talking about Al. Am I pronouncing this right? Al Hassan Ibn Al Sabah. Yeah. From the 11th century. Yeah. yeah, from the 11th century, him. Yeah. Okay. Here's what here's what happened. Sam is uh, Aaron Sorkin real. learned about the etymology of assassins and got he really excited really and cool. made it a plot point. He said uh, things about Arabs. <laughs> and that was one of the early ones that came when, up. When did Assassin's Creed come out? <laughs> Am I saying this right? Ibn Hasim al Salam. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, pop a couple of peanuts in my mouth uh, <laughs> to let the points mm. sink in. Some one of the students is like, "So you're an expert?" And he's like. Uh, you could say I dabble. You know a lot about terrorism? I dabble. Oh my God, so... <laughs> Guys, she's, hold, she's literally holding her hand over her mouth. She can't <laughs> handle a world in which people are happy to eat peanut butter. She, she, she's She's got to... Crap on our peanut this butter is an, joy. This is an act of terrorism. This <laughs> is. This is an act of terrorism against me. Against us. The peanut no, butter enjoyers me. have logged on, and she's <laughs> holding her mouth in an this act of microaggression against us. Listen, you know I love it when we do fun tasting activities on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they are ruined now. No, I, like, I'm going to say, Elise, you're, you're an incredibly tolerant and loving wife, but... Whenever I whip out something that has peanut butter in it, you're like just filling out divorce papers. I am. I'm doing it right now under the table. <laughs> and then I'm also just divorcing Eric and Braden as friends. <laughs> Sam also says, Ah, temptation. I have named thee, and thy name is woman. <laughs> That's the first thing he says. <laughs> because uh, there was, I don't know, something. Then Sam says something. Um, one of the kids, he says, You know, the thing. She She's says, smelling a candy so that she doesn't have to smell the atmosphere of smelling, peanuts. Smelling salts to stay awake. <laughs> Back to the definition of terrorism thing. There's a lot of like uh, histories written by the winners to the definition right. of terrorism. Um, were the Goths that were sacking Rome terrorists? I'd say so. I don't know. <laughs> um, but they did all right, and so they... They're they they're not terrorists. Well, it's no, the, but, it's but the, I mean, it's the Muslims the, that are terrorists. Sor- Sorkin realizes the obvious counterexample and then tries to hide it by referring to the Revolutionary War as like a peaceful, very civilized thing. And it- nobody got hurt at the Boston Tea Party. Only people got hurt are some fancy boys who didn't have anything to wash down their crumpets with. It's like no. Look, here's by I, Western I think- definitions of civility. Bringing up the, and- bringing up the Tea Party. The Boston Tea Party first is so misleading and disingenuous. And okay. it's like, oh, all they were doing was just dumping tea over a boat. And then it's like they had a war. First and of all, Jason, nobody was hurt in the Revolutionary War except for a <laughs> couple of fancy boys. Right, wearing red coats. If that John Adams TV show, shout out Paul Giamatti, is any indication, somebody got tarred and feathered there. Oh, that guy got That hurt. like made me have to almost stop watching that show. It was so uh, traumatic to watch. But that was at the Boston Tea Party. But I will uh. say... I think terrorism does work because it's totally distracting us from everything else. And then we're just letting our own citizens kill people instead. We like aren't allowed to, like we have to take off our shoes at the airport. We can't bring normal size toiletries anymore on flights. And well, there's all these regulations. Yet we're like literally having mass shootings like every other and week. Let me, let me ask you this, right? So, and this is going to be very controversial and I don't Ooh. really give a fuck. So... That let's let's try to say that terrorism, the concept is at least like we're going to do this thing to send a message to a broader population so that they're like afraid so that it like disrupts their lives. Right. 
what greater act of terror has ever been committed in probably the history of human civilization than Nagasaki and Hiroshima? Yes. The purpose of that was to be like, fuck you, Russia. We're the boss. Wow. Controversy, controversy, controversy. We struck an entirely different country with a devastating bomb on the eve of their surrender to send another country Jason, a message of fear. Do you even know how many lives we saved, right. though, right. by killing the people? Sure. We did the nuclear bombs, but we did it to save Lovingly. Lives. Right, we scared them into surrendering, when right? We bombs, it's for to save the lives. Freedom, freedom. <laughs> we what? bombs. We bombs freedom. to save lives, what, Jason. What better, what more successful act of terrorism is there than one that stops the other side from even fighting you anymore and just makes them surrender? Dude, you're terrorizing my brain right now. Hmm. You guys are terrorizing my nose right now. I, clo- I put the cap on. It's so we go back to the interrogation. I, I dipped um, up all my... Uh, Rahim Ali is in, you know, he's in the room getting interviewed by Leo. And uh, why is Leo doing this interrogation? I step one plot. That's why. Yeah, it does not make any sense. Um, he is not a law enforcement officer. Uh, of any, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But they're like, "What's uh this wire you got in your backpack?" And he says, "My apartment is in an older building. I needed the older telephone wire so I could upgrade the M waves on my motherboard." Hold on, arrest him. That is lie. That's a lie. <laughs> he made that up. That that is a cover story for oh, something. Man, you didn't have like an M wave motherboard back in the day. RT, you if you've tele- never <laughs> upgraded the M waves on your motherboard, but did, it does not any, make any sense. Was anyone else just like uh, them asking him what this like cable is in your bag? Kind of like just triggered me back to the Mark Zuckerberg testimony, and then I was <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't you just don't ask about technology? You don't know. This is a terror wire. Yeah. Is this a poke? <laughs> is it called a micro USB? Because that's where you hide the microfiche. <laughs> so then he says, your father also donated to the you know Islamic uh, Rotary Club or whatever. And um, the guy's like, hey, man. Don't you talk about my you, daddy. You, you say whatever you want about me, but you fuck with my family. I hope you notice I've been cooperating. But if you drag my father into this pitiful exercise... I'm afraid I'm going to get angry. I don't think you understand the seriousness of what's happening right now. I don't think you do. I wrote, Leo is super racist. Leo's being super racist this episode. Hmm. Um, and this guy, yeah. is, this guy said, is feeding into it. He's playing it up. Yeah, and I said, Leo should be downstairs in the mess with those kids learning. I said he's up there upstairs making a mess in the yeah. interrogation. <laughs> Hey, did you know that mess is actually from the old French for a piece of food? Oh, what? Hmm. It's hmm. I I'm really glad you brought that up cuz I was wondering like who calls where they eat a mess? The old French? Unless you're in like camp and then I think it's a military thing. The White oh, House is like a Okay. a fortress or whatever. But, oh, wait, I don't but know. Oh, are so we, we still in OEMB? No, no, oh, no, Leo is. The, but it's, but that's OEOB. what's weird is OEOB, right? They were like, they were like, he works in the White House, and it's like, no, it kind of works across. He's the in the OEMB, in the White House, the like OEOB. the annex. ODB. Wait, so what do you guys call where you eat at work? The desk. Yeah, <laughs> wherever I'm eating at. Um, well, I guess Eric. We call it the, has a cafeteria. They call it, yeah, a cafeteria. Sometimes they'll say the cafe. Okay. Um, there's, like a, the there's like a bar area too, so they'll sometimes say that depending on like exactly where it is. But like yeah. the, the perk station, yeah, the perk, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I think cafeteria cafe is. So I say cafeteria. Well, actually, th- we have jokey names for everything because we're a fucking internet company. Yeah. And it's like uh, the Mos Eisley Cantina is the official name wow. of the room. Cantina. Wow. Where did you guys come up with that? Do you think that? it's a Star Wars reference? <laughs> yeah. Cantina. Yeah. <laughs> the Mos Eisley Cantina. Damn. I think, I think it might be a Star Wars reference. <laughs> 1970s references. Oof. It's all. It's um. We have a Black Lodge. We have a bunch of okay. Twin Peaks references. That's, there's that's there's a Blue Banana Stand room. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. awesome. So, so what's the Black Lodge like? The Black Lodge is a good room. It's the um. It's the boardroom. Does it have uh. zigzag linoleum? No, it has a beautiful like one of those tables like cut from like vertical cross section of a tree oh, it is love a table <laughs> it's yeah. got it's one of those like uh scott pruitt tables yeah <laughs> ben carson tables at my office we we're like trying to emulate a cool tech company but failing at it and so they just not really hire what the name of our cafeteria should be and it's called the kitchen does it have like a weird spelling though? Yeah, no E. No. Cochina. The kitchen. But we all call it the cafeteria, but they specifically asked us not to call it, call it the cafeteria it and to call it the kitchen. Please That's... stop referring to it as the slop hall. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start calling it the mess. <laughs> That's the end of the interrogation for that part. Um, They go back to the mess. CJ is now there and she is the Libya's Lib. <laughs> that has ever lived. She loves the CIA. She just wants everybody to know that. This song is called CIA, Our Maligned Little Brother. Oh, God. We need spies, human spies. Spy satellites are great if you're trying to detect whether or not Khrushchev's put missiles in Cuba. But you want to overhear a conversation over Turkish coffee in Kuiper Pass, you need a spy. I should love them. So we go around saying... the horn. Pro-CIA, anti-CIA. I'm probably like anti-CIA. Not into it, personally. So I'm into the fact that they killed JFK, not into the <laughs> fact that they're spying on all the pornography they look at. Yeah, so well, that was the NSA, right? That did that stuff? I, they're all, they've all got the, the, the what's the unifying one It's now? all the fucking complex. Well, so I Department was Department of Homeland Security. Yeah, I was wondering, do you think C.J. Craig, if she knew what the NSA was going to do, that she's would still be down with what she's saying. She's a huge fan. No. Yeah, and that she likes. What were the languages she, she suggested? You guys want to get great jobs after college and serve your country? Study Arabic, Chinese, and Farsi. But I like how she's like, learn languages, not so yeah. that you can understand, but so that you can spy. One of the students is like, what about uh, Ben Franklin? You know, the temporary safety, which was like a very popular quote for yeah. many years afterwards. And she's like, well, I don't think we're talking about a little temporary safety. And it's not like we need to search high and low for clear and present danger. She's like, there's a clear and present danger here. Yeah, yeah, which is like exactly the definition of like that's well, that's we like want the, to be safe right now. That's the legal standard for being able to discard all rights, including the First Amendment. Wow. She takes civil liberties as seriously as anybody. She says, <laughs> also liberties schmiberties. Liberties schmiberties. C.J. Craig, ladies and gentlemen. You know of a way to do this without tapping some phones? Well, also she says. Look, I take civil liberties as seriously as anybody, okay? I've been to the dinners. I've been to the fundraising dinners, all right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been on the front lines. I've been to the dinners. I've been to a $500 a head dinner. I've been to a $1,000 a head dinner. I've been the speaker at a $2,500 a head dinner. I have served. <laughs> Who was your commanding <laughs> fundraising <laughs> officer? <laughs> uh, and then she calls Toby Tobus. That said, Tobus, we're going to have to do some stuff. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah that's cool. I like that. So I like it. sounds old. Um, and uh, demeaning at the same time. Mm-hmm. So the, back to the interrogation. What were you protesting? The presence of U.S. troops in Saudi Arabia. We sent troops down there to 
make sure our friends didn't cross the Kuwaiti border and seize Saudi territory. It means Saudi oil. You sent an army composed of women as well as men to protect a Muslim dynasty where women aren't even allowed to drive a car. Maybe we can teach them. Is it okay to follow a religion if the religion's shitty? Does that make you good? Is he a good character? Because he's like protesting like no, women soldiers. He's taking the the position that the show views as the most the reasonable Muslim, the the victimized moderate Muslim who is just like any other sort of like like palatable Western religious person, where it's like if you're a Christian, you're like mildly a Christian, like you. You're really following the traditions of your family, and there's some parts of the book that you maybe think make sense, but you don't really take it literally. And same thing with Jews. Like, a lot of Jews, like, eh, I'm passing on these traditions of my, for my family. We do the seders, and we do the Shabbos thing, but we don't really take literally all the stuff that's in Leviticus. I went to my first seder. Oh, yeah. yeah. A couple weeks ago. Did you yeah. survive? How was your blood sugar? Um, you I, I did fine. Um tapered off the wine drinking towards the end of the evening um but it was it was very fun i did the whole thing i was being more of a stickler for the rules than most of the uh because yeah. they were like we got to follow this book we got to do all the things yeah, yeah. More and i was like i was like we're going off book here guys. you gotta follow the ha -da -da. Like, we didn't all wash each other's hands yet yeah oh which my is God. a big part How, did of you it. dip yeah, yeah. once or twice i was very uh strict about the you need to be in a reclining position oh that is How one of did the you top go? questions I, I had my elbow back the entire time so I, I had a lean on it was I don't know. It was it was pretty fun. I like the uh, the dripping on the plate. Did you, you have the experience of dipping um, parsley and oh, yeah, salt we did water? All, we did all that. But then thinking this is like delicious. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, why like why don't I eat this every yeah, day? Yeah, the horseradish, good, bitter. Yeah. One of my favorite parts. Twice. One of my favorite parts is you're doing all the plagues, right? So you're like frogs, boils, locust. And you're kind of doing all these one-word plagues. And Murder then you get of the, the end, firstborn. You're like, slaying of the firstborn. <laughs> and you're like, holy shit, that you're escalated like, really fast. Real? We, uh, we hid the, uh, what is it? The, the, the Afikomen? The Afikomen, yeah. What's a Haggadah? The Haggadah is a book. Let me ask you guys a question. Some of the words. Is it morally just to if, hide the Afikomen? If, if a group of people enslave your people to murder their firstborn children. Do is that is that God, a fair trade? God was in the right. Is I that will, a fair trade? I Yahweh. will say what they did though was that he like warned them he was gonna do. All it. you had to do was know, but the make children, the mark. What I'm saying is, is the children didn't have a choice there, right? Like the children got murdered, not the people who were who were the moral agents in perpetuating the slavery. Yeah, kill the Pharaoh. The, but those children are gonna yeah, kill, just kill the dads. Are gonna become the moms. Those were people. future pharaohs. Yeah. Who? who I, do my the point same is things. just that it, isn't it a bit odd? You're saying God's kind of a jerk. God is kind of a, like you hurt me. I hurt you ten times as hard. Well, there. I thought there was like a there was a warm there's up a, there's too. A, there's a cruelness in the prayers at the seder. Yeah. Where it's like. If he would have just killed the firstborn, that would have been more than enough. He would have been happy. But then he went and killed the army, and that was so fucking cool too. But then he like made him drown after yeah. that, and that was fucking awesome. Like yeah. it's like wow, this is like getting a little out of control there. Yeah, people are getting yeah. a little too hard. Over it's like this. we yeah. get the point. Like they left, just yeah. like let them go. You just put, you know, he has the power to separate the water. Just put. A little more water between them also, so yeah. they can't get to each other. You should read the sequel, right? Because after Exodus, the New they, Testament, when they get, well, no, 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 but they're still part of the Old Testament. Where they get to Canaan, 
the land of the promised land with milk and honey or whatever. And it's not like it's empty. There's other people living there. And they worship idols. Well, regardless of what they do, it's like they're not the chosen people, so they have got to go. How did that work out? Long term. Real Those bad. people all died. And they called them the Palestinians. <laughs> oh. Yeah, whatever. That's and when and the, it was good. The Ten Commandments were formed and the burning bush and shit, right? Yeah. Is that all after? Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's like, but oh, so. Wow, you didn't really do the whole story, huh? <laughs> no, we got the story part. It's kind of sure. important. Well, this is what happens at Passover, right? I figured that was a different yeah. holiday. <laughs> You're really, like, traditionally supposed to drink, like, full glasses of wine. Yeah, I had, I had like, four glasses yeah. of wine. Yeah. You drink, everyone drinks a whole bottle of wine themselves, and then halfway through, you're so drunk that that's when all the... Did you sing the songs at yeah. the end? Like, the they all start... In English? My friends die, die, Diana, that's it, yeah. Die, And then... Dainu. Back in the nineties, Ilo hoti hoti anu hoti anu mimitrayam hoti anu mimitrayam. You would say die, Diana, princess. Anu is the is the name of the Anu is the name of the pharaoh's infant son. Oh. Oh, die, die, Anu. Right, that's not true. That's a joke. It's Hebrew. Oh, oh. I was just like, what? But the songs are so weirdly cheerful for something so brutal. Sure, yeah. Yeah, but you're drunk, so it makes sense. Did you get money for the Afikomen? I didn't find it. Wait, who hit it? Uh, one of the hosts. Oh. Yeah. See, okay, you're next. Singer. It was behind a picture. You gotta, you gotta hide it. Be the one to hide it. And then you find you gotta it. steal it, and then hide it, and then. When people you hide it in such a good place. Oh, you rehide it. You find it and then rehide no, it. No, no, oh, no. Well, no, no. Maybe no. you did at least. Double you hide. go to the table whenever one's like mingling for dessert, and then you grab it and then you hide it, <laughs> and then they can't finish the no, seder. No, 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 no. It doesn't yeah. until okay. they find it. No, that's actually that's actually the premise of it, though, right? <laughs> and you so, hide it so well, they have to pay you to get yeah, it. Yeah, you back. can't yeah. proceed with those <laughs> with the ceremony without it, and so that tradition is not in the actual text it's just a cultural thing where the children hide the ceremonial item that is required to complete the ceremony mm. and then extort their family members for money in, it's the uh. real jewish way yeah, yeah. <laughs> teaches an important lesson yeah. yeah there's like a thing in the haggadah that was like and you should reward the child for being insolent negotiation about this yes <laughs> you're supposed to negotiate that's your first negotiation as a jewish child uh, back in the story you know this guy there was like a high school bomb threat there's a couple of football players that didn't want to take a chem final so it was a couple of football players but they called you in anyway it's not uncommon for arab americans to be the first suspected when that sort of thing happens i can't imagine why look no I'm trying to figure out why anytime there's terrorist activity, people always assume it's Arabs. I'm racking my brain. I don't know the answer to that, Mr. McGarry, but I can tell you that it's horrible. Well, that's the price you pay. Excuse me? That's what you get for being Arab. He, he doesn't finish it, but the answer is for being Arab. Later, he, he explains that he gives, he had another idea in mind. That's the price you pay. For having the same physical features as criminals. That's what I was going to say. Oh, it, it wasn't because you, yeah, you were Arab. It was because you look Arab. You looked like an Arab. <laughs> and so that's all I was going to say. I hope yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, that. don't take this the wrong way, guys. Like, that actor is from India. Yeah. Oh, wow. He's not. I don't know. I just made that. Right. <laughs> nah, nah, could, it's nah, possible. Nah, it's a totally. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, so they come back to the mess and... Josh is still uh, talking to CJ a little about the CAA, and he's like, 
hey, those CIA troops, if you like them so much, why don't you put some fishnets on and go have sex with them all? Shouldn't you be thinking of ways to find aid and comfort for our boys in intelligence? You know, they may need some comforting right now. When this crash is over, you best get in some fishnets and head to a bar. I will. Yeah, why don't you fuck them? Why don't you have, why don't you have sex with them? And she's like, I probably will. I love my country so much. <laughs> it's a very, very weird scene. Weird I didn't, episode, even, I didn't even catch... I, I, we kept postponing this. I watched this episode three times. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and it's, it's so not good. It's uh, weird. And then there's something about, like, you know, there's economic issues at play, too. It's like, you know, poverty breeds violence and stuff like that. And Charlie's like, just like here, my man. Horribly impoverished places are an incubator for the worst kind of crime. Which is the same as it is right here. I live in southeast D.C. If you don't know the area, think Compton or south central L.A., Detroit, the South Bronx, dilapidated schools, drugs, guns, and what else? Gangs. Gangs. Yeah, we got it. Now, now it's my it time too. to monologue. I'm going to talk about my stuff. And they're all like, oh, Charlie, we didn't see you there. <laughs> and who are you? <laughs> oh, I guess Charlie's, only... Charlie's famous, I guess. Oh, I guess because of the, the shooters. Because the, shot, the yeah. shooters. But, like, yeah, he's the only one who doesn't get introduced formally. Charlie's talked about how gangs give you a sense of belonging. And usually an income, but mostly they give you a sense of dignity. Men are men, and men will seek pride. So the Taliban's cool. I think Charlie actually has a probably one of the more valid criticisms of like the social causes of this stuff. It's, it's like if there the was economy. like if there was like good economy in these places, yeah. like these like religious things wouldn't hold as much because they are the things that provide services to yeah. people. If people cetera, can cetera. live good lives and like have raise families and stuff, then they'll be happy, and they won't try to kill you maybe but there's also if you educate people more then they maybe won't believe in a bunch of like provincial but that's part we of educate everyone things. here in this country and i'm not seeing that the i'm, I'm not seeing any any think, of that i think that definitely reduces i, I don't know those two could, things are very intensity of, of tied together literal though. religious belief because once you're once you're educated, a very religious country once you're educated in how effective secular scientific knowledge is at having utility in like predicting and understanding cause and effect relationships you're like okay like i get this is a nice filler thing but, but it's not the we, main thing everyone learns that in elementary school in middle school and high school we all learn basic science we all learn not really that's not we true we all learn how the world no. works and yet people think there's a flat no, earth a huge percentage of the united states isn't even taught is. darwinism at least not effectively what does that have to do with flat earth einstein well, if you don't really have an understanding Most of, of them like, aren't even taught who I it took, took me a while to figure out to remember that guy's yeah, name. Yeah. <laughs> it's the guy. Yeah. It's because of your public school yeah. education. <laughs> yeah. So Charlie says his piece. Uh, then we get, for some reason, the president and the first lady come in. They're looking for apples. They're also looking for apples and peanut butter. Charlie was down there to get apples and peanut butter, and he just got distracted. And um, did he know? Did the president? I, I'm trying to think. How is this all a thing that they knew the kids were down here, so they wanted no. like, oh, you got any like running jokes I can make with them, or I don't know, maybe he just actually wanted apples and peanut butter. No. But he's like, an, he's he has an apple. a whole kitchen to himself. He's an A and P man. Yeah, he has a kitchen in the residence, right? I thought when they he can said, just ask anybody to bring him stuff. Right. He doesn't have to go down. Well, he couldn't himself. find. Oh, because no, the story was that Charlie went down to get it for him. He had sent then, his Charlie, and then Charlie got distracted, and, and he so came, both of them go down together. Yes, to be like <laughs> to go hey, check Charlie. on Charlie. Yeah, 
listen, you can't let your Charlie just run wild. And then the, the pre- so, but then it does seem like that's all the president was down there for because then he's like, all right, I'm going to get the hell out of here. Go, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go back to my office. Can and I... then one of the kids like, can I ask a question? Sorry, what do you? Oh, just... I was going to say about the whole apples and peanut butter thing early in the episode. Josh says that many laws have been made over apples and peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's why the government's so terrible. Because of the peanut butter part. Time is peanut oh. butter hate wow. is spreading. So oh. one of the kids asked, wow. again, a really, really pointed question to the president. And he's Sir? like, yeah, do you consider yourself a man of principle? Do you, con- do you consider yourself to be a man of principle, Mr. <laughs> president? This is a like, two-parter. By the way, real quick, uh, I'm somebody you've never met. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got a follow-up? And, and the guy, and then he's like, don't you consider there's something noble about being a martyr? Um, and doesn't that therefore mean that uh, suicide bombers are really cool and we should be like them? <laughs> and then he has an answer. A martyr would rather suffer death at the hands of an oppressor than renounce his beliefs. Killing yourself and innocent people to make a point is sick, twisted, brutal, dumbass murder. We don't need martyrs right now. We need heroes. A hero would die for his country, but he'd much rather live for it. Excuse me, Mr. President. Aren't terrorists heroes? Yeah, we need more heroes, not zeros. Well, I I just looked it up, and it turns out the actor that does play, um, what is his name? Rakeem Ali. Rakeem. Except- his, he, he grew up in Chicago. He was born and raised in Chicago, but his parents are immigrants from India. He's a Okay, he's, so they, they couldn't they even find one Arab. They didn't actually find yeah. an Arab actor. Like, but he's brown. <laughs> not that they necessarily had to. But move. he is brown. Right. Um, we go back to the interrogation. There are some more kind of like direct questions. Like, did you gave money to some group or you like ask a question about his mosque or something like that? Um, and then they kind of cut outside and somebody comes up to Ron and says, oh, we found the, the actual Rakim Ali. It was in Germany. It wasn't here. So I that's guess why. he was one of the other two. that. They no, well, they mentioned. said there was three hits in the United States. And oh, it was so there like was a off, fourth. There was a, at least a fourth. There was another um, it seems like a really popular name. Seems like it would be more. I would than think three. there'd yeah, be like a, totally. a thousand million. And like there's three Braden's. Yeah, one is a boxer. Yeah, there's. Congra- got- hey, Braden's. That's me. If you're listening, congratulations I'm, on your victory. I, and, I'm the one. And, and the, Thank what, you. what was the fight? Where was it? What level was it? I don't know. I think he was a welterweight. Can you redact his full last name with like a ridiculous sound effect? Yeah, I'm gonna put a buzzer on there. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then. So they, they just come in and without even telling Leo, they're like, okay, you're free to go. Just, you know, you can leave. And the guy has one more zing on Leo. He says, you have the memory of a gypsy moth. Yeah. First of all, I just wanted to say what is, what is gypsy is a slur. Yeah, it's a pejorative. Roma. Yeah. You have the, a, yeah. a Roma Thank you. moth. The term is Roma. Please respect. But is the gypsy moth a thing? Yeah. Okay. Good point. And does it have a bad memory? How do we even know Pro- that? Probably we, just substitute any moth, I we, would say. Yeah. <laughs> like, why can't... Just like any... Just really? drop the gym. Just dumb moth. Any, any insect, really. Also, but will it stick in the in the family? I don't see any... Don't I moths, think you're right. I agree. Moths have a lifespan of like 48 hours or something. Well, there, there you go. But well, there you not, go. Well, there you go. They don't have a choice to have a long memory. Right. You know? Is the Fleetwood Mac song Gypsy problematic? Totally. I won't listen to them at all. I think all. Fleetwood Mac is problematic yeah, for Brayden totally problematic. in multiple yeah. ways. First of all, Mac Lindsay, is a racial slur. But Lindsey Buckingham is above reproach. Oh, he got kicked that, out of the band. Uh, no, no, he left. No, no, no. no they fired him. <laughs> they, Didn't they, he have sex with them? Yeah, they all, all had sex. Them, they yeah. all had sex cool. with each other. That's, uh, that's, that's the best thing about the band. That's what rumors is about. I, 
I just changed my mind. Also, who about the band? Who names their band after the drummer? That was his name, Mick Fleetwood. Huh? But it's like they kind of almost. What if they misspelled it? That's like your band would be like Jason, right? So you have to please bleep that. (laughs) Shitty band, bro. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So back down to the mass. Um, Somebody's asking the first lady a question. They say. How did this all start? You know, this this whole business oh, with the... Uh, please, allow me, please. It was back in the Bible. Yeah. She tells the story of Isaac and Ishmael. Sarah was getting older and she was getting nervous because she didn't have any children. So she sent Abraham to the bed of her maid, Hagar. And Abraham and Hagar had Ishmael. And not long after they did, God kept his promise to Sarah as he'd always intended to. And Abraham and Sarah had Isaac. And Sarah said to Abraham, cast out this slave woman with her son, for the son of the slave woman will not be heir with my son, Isaac. And so it began. The Jews, the sons of Isaac. The Arabs, the sons of Ishmael. Is everybody Let in this s- government the the worst? <laughs> like nobody understands how the government works or history and then or anything about So there is no history that's other true. than the Bible. Like when you watch this episode you're like this is a this is a very primitive attempt, but at the same time I think this event to be fair and it's hard for us to really understand because we were at a very like we were all, I mean, Elise was really young, but we were like barely at cusp of eighteen. We were eighteen, nineteen. We, yeah, like eighteen or nineteen, and like we were just starting to learn that we're. It's kind of our responsibility to fill in all the enormous gaps left by our public education, and it's like this event led me personally. I think a lot of us to kind of ask a lot of questions to try and we didn't really ask before. Learn about what was like going we grew on in up the world. during the Clinton administration. It's like the biggest scandal was like him catching that BJ, and it was like. Oh, okay. That's the worst government can get. But this was like, oh shit. There's all this stuff that's been going on. Maybe people have been negligent. Maybe talk about top-down leadership. Hey, oh. But yeah, like I think this event kind of triggered maybe not just us when we were 18 or 19, but like a bunch of adults, like actually asking questions they hadn't asked before, right? And this is before. Dude, I bought a copy of the 9/11 Commission report. <laughs> there was did a 9/11 Commission. Did you read it? Yeah, I read some of it. I read like a hundred pages of it. Do you know when I was a kid, I read like the Warren Report. <laughs> it's the same thing. I was like, I'm gonna crack this shit. I'm gonna figure <laughs> it out. And I read. I was like, this is so boring. Yeah. <laughs> so she tells the story. You know, it's it's uh, a Bible story. It's like there's this guy and this girl, and the girl's like, I can't give you a child, and then she's like, Go fuck my friend. No, no, <laughs> your slave. Yeah, yeah. Go fuck, fuck your slave. Fuck our slave, and then he does. And then they got a baby, but then she's like, "That was Ishmael." Yes, yeah, I just want to point out that that I can have a baby too. Now fuck me again. The first lady is telling the story. No one is in any way disturbed that they're citing to some book that's just casually talking about raping your slave. I'm sorry, and making her bear your child. Wait, is the <laughs> hold on? <laughs> is the Old Testament horrible idea <laughs> of Islam? That like Abraham fucked his slave. No, no, I'm not sure if this is actually from the Old Testament or if this is from the Quran. No, this is Old Testament. 
I don't think Isaac I and yeah, that totally is Isaac no, no, and Ishmael and Abraham. This is Abraham no, and no, but Sarah. I don't, but I don't think that that the Old Testament expands on the story of Ishmael. Oh, okay. So like the, the Quran is like so. So the Quran took that and and it was like this was the beginning. Right, right, right. It's like the, it's like the third book from Ender's Game where they're like so. Oh. While all that was going and on, that was a this really good one. But you, going yeah, yeah, yeah. On. yeah, yeah, that was cool. Hagar, Sammy Hagar was the mm. the mother of classic Islam. bassist. <laughs> yep. And uh, right now, so okay. the split the uh, the the bastard children are the Muslims according to the Bible, right? And the trueborn children are the Israelites. The, the, so this is before the Egypt stuff. This is this is like, or is this uh, after? No, this is before. before. This is yeah. Abraham. Abraham's like the, the beginning of Judaism. The first Jew and his kid was Isaac that he didn't sacrifice to got, the Lord, and then they got enslaved later. No, way later. Way yeah, yeah, yeah. Later. Way later. Abraham yeah. wasn't enslaved. Okay, yeah. And there's a whole story in there too, where it's like, so Abraham and Isaac, Isaac had Jacob. So Moses is kind of like a late character. Oh yeah, 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 many yeah. generations after. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, because there's like all the Jews you can enslave when Moses. Right, there has to be around. a lot of them. There's gotta be then. a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, somebody asked Josh, "Do you believe in the death penalty?" Um, he says, "No," but also yes, and um, sometimes torture if we have to. Just yeah. Like, just just eat, rather not. Eat your words. I'd put them in a small cell and make them watch home movies of the birthdays and baptisms and weddings of every single person they killed over and over every day for the rest of their lives. <clears throat> and then they'd get punched in the mouth every night at bedtime by a different person every night. There'd be a long list of volunteers, but it's all right. We'll wait. Just to be Josh. clear, like, Josh is pro-torture. Mm -hmm. Josh is like, we can't just go and, like, arrest everyone he's just pro punching someone in the face well, once well, a day. he says he says do you believe in death penalty and josh says um no i think it's too easy i think we should lock him in a small cell and make him watch oh, home yeah, movies yeah, yeah. for the rest of their life you should torture them and i'm like and oh that sounds pretty bad too but also like should we jail anybody because well <laughs> is is it okay to punish people for crime i mean here's the thing is there free will it's <laughs> a good question I don't know. The yeah. whale movie? <laughs> <laughs> that sick Michael Jackson. Yeah, there is free whaley one and two. Somebody comes in and says, like, we're all clear. Donna, I think, comes in and she's got the you know, everybody can go home now. And Josh says, one thing, remember pluralism. <laughs> <laughs> if you take anything away from this, still believe in multiple ideas. But that, what does that really mean? Like pluralism is just don't be sure about it. Don't be so sure that there's only one right answer. Yeah, but that's religion. Religion is you believe that there's an answer. There's a there's a unified theory of the universe. You should and pick at least in this book two religions. So yeah. I I'm a a Buddhist and a Seventh Day Adventist. Oh, Seventh Day Adventist. <laughs> going deep into the catalog. By the way, can I just? I'm sorry, but this is uh, this is a tangent and a tangent. But like, why do we have to have seven days in a week? Why don't we just do four? Why don't we just do four days? It's how of the work Adventist and two decided, days a weekend. Jason, can we please? We have 61 weeks in the year. You get nice round number. You get six <laughs> weeks of paid vacation. You're still working your ass off. What would the other days be called? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what. A, get what a rid week of is. Sunday. There's only there's only seven days. That's you lose the. You know what? I'm I'm done. That's all the days. I'm done with Wednesday. No, no, I'm off on Wednesday. Why are you spelled that way, Wednesday? Down it's with, you know it's originally so Odin's day. Odin's that's where Wednesday comes from. Odin's day. Hump I don't day. know where they got the I'm wedding. I call the it wedness. hump day. Yeah, humpy hump. I'm just saying, guys. 
oh, 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 yeah, don't oh stop. We had to, in, in elementary school, we learned to, to, to sign this. No. Oh yeah, we would, do, we would do a sign dance do it. to this song. I only really remember the, this one, and then oh. you would go back and forth yeah. like this. And then, you know, Brayden, you'd be like, such a soulful signer. You would. Oh, my God. Oh my I, God. Should do, I should be one of those fake sign language interpreters that gets busted after something Brayden, big happens on the news. I could watch you sign forever. Oh, my God. Probably like very offensive. Yeah, sorry. Nobody no. can. Nobody sees it. Nobody sees it. Yeah. I, we all respect that the hearing impaired. Okay. So, on the way out, um, Josh pulls Billy, the kid he's making fun of the whole episode. There's like this one kid that they pick on the whole episode because he's like the smart kid, and he's like, "Just keep doing what you're doing." Hey, you know what? Just keep on doing what you're doing, man. Keep on being a straight white guy. Never change. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I, I, when I saw this, I'm like, of course they singled out like the fucking. Like, like European descent, white the, male, like, yeah, the like all. the waspiest kid, the most privileged the kid, yeah. yeah, it's like literally like wearing like a sweater with a button down underneath it at age <laughs> seventeen, just just like this guy was doing. Um, so there's one more scene really quickly with uh, Leo and Raheem. It's um back Raheem, Raheem was it Raheem? Raheem? No, I think I Raheem, Raheem was the rapper. I know, I have Raheem written down. But no, it's was... Raheem. Raheem Malik. It was a Q. Leo has some uh, retcon. This is, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but he's like, "Oh, that thing I said earlier, uh, I actually meant this, and I just really wanted to make sure you knew that. And if you knew, <laughs> some of my best employees are Muslims, and everybody would tell you that, that I don't have any problems with that. So, uh, yeah, good. Uh, catch you later. Uh, and then on his way out, he's like, "Hey, kid, way to be back at your desk." Hey kid, so he you know infantilizes the like MIT White House staff guy a little bit just to like insert his dominance, and he's like, "Wait, be back at your desk, man!" And then they play some sweet uh, Buffalo Springfield. <laughs> oh my god! Classic yes. American music, baby. USA. Like, why did they spend the money on that? Because it was a special episode. No, they I pan, like the pan out. There's no, there's not there's we get no no doodly do. We just ride out on that Buffalo Springfield. Everything about this episode is Wait, so wrong. Stop. Listen. <laughs> What's that sound? That's Buffalo Springfield. It's <laughs> but the, yeah, the this worst. is the most revolutionary leftist song. It's like something might be worth paying attention to for two seconds and thinking about. Think it's time we stop, children. What's that sound? Everybody, look what's going down. I'm sorry, but the most offensive thing about this episode is how, at the very end, the dude who was just like racially profiled for the entire episode, proving that the government is like incompetent and racist, goes back to work. Yeah, back to work, Rakeem. And is like congratulated for doing his work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that's the end of the episode. Um, yeah, I forget what was the credit shot. Was there a credit shot? Oh, uh, did There's they just pan out and they go? To, they, yeah, they pan out. And they go to black. There. there is no credits shot because there's no doodly doo. Those two go hand hey, in hand. Hey, what's that sound? It's another song from the '60s again. You hear it <laughs> again. Um, yep. So that's the episode. Um, do you guys have headlines? I didn't do any there headlines. Wasn't, I have one. It, it wasn't super okay, headline. One headline. Let's see if we got it. Ziegler makes death threat to a group of school children. <laughs> Boom. President of the United States starts war with the wrong country. Peanut butter ban in White House. Crash course. <laughs> yeah, crash course is good. Do you guys remember when the Iraq war started? Oh, boy. Yeah, I was unconscious, and then I woke up. 
from my conscious unconscious. Yeah, I wanted to point out one piece of post 9/11 media which I quite like, which I actually got the printed edition of. Um, David Reese's "Get Your War On," which is like a web comic. It was like an early web comic. Get your war on. I Get like your that war comic. on. Yeah. It was in. They, they ended up publishing comic. the Rolling Stones or the Rolling Stones magazine. Yeah, uh, Mick Jagger's magazine. Mick uh, Jagger puts out a fucking killer mag. Yeah, a lot of investigative journalism. Totally. And um, it was started October nine or something like eight nine like just three right? so like 2001 within no no because it's about the invasion of iraq uh, of afghanistan i have the book right there but no, we no, started yeah, after. No, Afga- no no afghanistan was first but then yeah iraq no, it, was like but, but, it, was, but, but it was about it afghanistan it was like oh, okay. it was the like the super, russian invasion of afghanistan was, yeah <laughs> started in uh, 1979 um but, we but it, it's, it's very on point and has it captured the like this is going out of control very quickly aspect of that of like we can do anything we want because fuck the muslims and we're like hell yeah war it's called get your war yeah. <laughs> it, um it's very good uh it's worth reading it's easy to find online too so is it interesting to us that uh this this is an nbc show right yes yes so like nbc universal is owned by ge which is a defense contractor, defense contractor right not primarily but they so are. it's a 50 50 sp- well i mean like ge and and i think and and comcast are currently the owners of nbc universal i don't know if they were back then that, that they're definitely not we're not back then i yeah. did feel like um at the, when the president comes in the room and says that thing about heroes willing to die for their country but want to live felt really like propaganda for like it's time to enroll in the military yeah. now because we're going to war. Yeah, this this episode gets worse in the propaganda part as the course of the episode. Because uh, the thing he says to the end at the end, I think we're all as the viewer maybe identifying with smart kid. And we're like, hey, I knew the thing about assassins because I watched eighty five hours of TV so shows about Arabs in the past month because it's <laughs> right after September eleventh. Oh, really? And then they just the message, the takeaway is. You're smart. Just keep on trucking, man. Like, and that's like the thing. The, Don't that, change that Bush quote about like the important thing that we need to do is make sure the economy keeps going along. Chart a new course in Iraq and strengthen our military to meet the challenges of the 21st century. We must also work together to achieve important goals for the American people here at home. This work begins with keeping our economy growing. And I encourage you all to go shopping more. So keep on shopping, everybody. And it's like, you're not doing anything wrong. Keep doing what you're doing. It's they hate us because of inherent attributes about us that we can't change. Or good or things that are necessarily good about us. Yeah. I, I think this episode's really interesting because I mean, and I don't think that it was intentional, but I think if you watch it now, you could see I mean, just the entire premise like Everything that the government does is 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 wrong in this episode. There, are, it, I mean, they 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 profile this guy, mm-hmm. they abuse this guy, you know, and nobody seems to know how the government actually works. They should have had Leo there. They quote like really the Bible they to kind school of barely kids. Barely abuse him. They interrogate him. They say some like rude shit. The, to it's him. the rude shit that that he says that that. Uh, that Leo says that crosses the line, but like, and that's where that's what he meant when he said you don't realize the gravity of the situation. Yeah, is like you don't like realize like what traps you're falling into here. Right. I wish that the story had been like there was a brown guy, not that his name was the same as some other guy. Mm. 
Yeah, because him it's being... And they caught him with an uh, M-wave wire in his <laughs> yeah. What is yeah. this? <laughs> what are you saying, M-wave? What is this? Like, it, sh- it should have just been like... Okay, we're in Final Thoughts territory now. Yeah, like, there's an... Okay, I mean... I, I, this episode is the worst. Nobody <laughs> warned me. I'm about sorry. I, I totally. I sent you the intro thing. I you said did. watch this before. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. I did not watch it. I, I sent a thing that said uh, West Wing determined to <laughs> show you a weird episode, and you didn't read it. It was, it was predated, and then this happened. Nobody told me. The best part about this podcast episode was Braden's like come to Jesus that this was a 9/11 episode. <laughs> So clear in retrospect. Wow, I get it now. I totally get it. Um, yeah, this episode is obviously done like on the cheap. It's like it has two sets, three sets, I guess, with the upstairs thing. Like it's done quick. It's in a like I said, it's dumb, but like the country was so dumb that it's actually like incredibly representative and accurate in a way. Like it just because it's like people are saying dumb things like, like i said earlier people said a lot of dumb shit at the time so it's just a not a good episode of a tv show because it's just people monologuing and like talking in weird ways I it's mean, bad i appreciate that it it explores a lot of different thoughts and ideas without endorsing a particular right answer clearly yeah that's good so it's like it's just except like for an pluralism except for pluralism right but it's like an interesting attempt to explore the complexity of this issue with a very short turnaround time, because I mean, he must have had to write it within a week in order to get production started on actually shooting it. And he wrote this in a day or two. Yeah, and yeah. then it's it, it, it is interesting that he sort of anticipated the national conversation. It's not really that far off. And then I like that he's like, well, let's just backstop it with like at ve- at the very least, don't just immediately think every Arab person is one of them. And like, that's nice. That's a good, useful and important thing to have done. And yeah, I mean, it, it could have been so much worse. But it seemed like so when when Josh set the kids down initially, you know, one of the things they said was they hate our freedom. And he's like, no, 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 it's like not that. And at the end of this episode, Josh basically was like, they hate our freedom. So keep doing what you're doing, like and being free and, you know, having thoughts and ideas and whatever and thinking what you want. But like he just reconfirmed that at the end. And it's sort of a lot of um, potentially great, good discussions that went nowhere. <laughs> That's what I thought. Um, I kind of give them a pass. They had to do something. They had to acknowledge the like gravity in the room. So on that time frame, it's not as cringeworthy as it could have been for damn sure. Like it could have been way, way worse. But like, did they have to do this as the something? <laughs> could they have not just like done a like the, the same intro that just says like, hey, yeah, and, yeah, and then said like, but this show isn't the America that you live in. This right. is a rea- fake reality. Yes. And okay. that thing didn't happen here. So right. like, TV is not real. Yeah. But instead, he was like, I need to write a play. I, I think it's interesting in that this episode, while sort of absurd and the characters say a lot of ridiculous things, is really a pretty accurate representation of a lot of the things that we've heard uh, pundits and politicians say. So for it, I think it now realizing that this was a very special 9-11 episode, it captured something. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of interesting contemporaneous commentary on this episode. There's like a Time Magazine article, and then there's like a Washington Post article, and they're just like, 
you know, like nice try, good. And this is these are written in like like the day after, and it's like, but oh, so condescending. And it's interesting that that they it didn't the utility of of whatever they were exploring like. Even at that time when people were still kind of reeling and trying to figure out what this means. I mean, because this was a month of nonstop talking about this. So yeah. these must have been like the things you heard constantly all the time if you watch the news. Like this was every opinion article was about like the same versions of the same stuff. So I mean, I don't know. I, I, I continue to think it's really weird that they named the episode Isaac and Ishmael and that they made that sort of the, the conclusion, this whole drama. That's just yeah. very, very well, strange. It's We're not all like, Abrahamic. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's only that that created the conflict. It's like, remember all that stuff we did in the no, 70s? No, 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 no. <laughs> See, what happened was Abraham, <laughs> he liked to fuck. But so this Sarah. Is, this is not Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> no. Actually, a different, <laughs> different, one. different yeah. guy. Abraham Simpson. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Uh, so, yeah, this is an interesting time capsule. I think we should send it into space to explain to aliens 9-11. Um, <laughs> but it's not the best piece of drama. And it's obviously the, the non-canonness of the characters is like pretty hard to get with. So maybe they should just had new characters for everybody. I don't know. <laughs> that probably would have been more confusing. Because I didn't know Sam was like the expert the on terror. On the I was terror gonna expert. I was going to suggest that we all assume non-canon identities <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like me and Brayden are married and you're like the, the loud mouth parts all the time. <laughs> Even if I tried to do an impression of you leading us through what happened in the episode, I would utterly fail. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got to say about this one. Not the best, but we get into some uh, some real meaty stuff into the next one because there's a pretty good run episode at the beginning of the season. I-M-H-O. So look forward to those. Uh, USA. Yeah. Thanks. U S A. I M H O. All right. So thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, you know, smash that subscribe button, smash that share button, yeah, smash that review button. Uh, we'll catch you next time. We love you. Bye. Bye. I'm not, I'm not sick enough to guess Dance, dance, revolution All we're gonna get Unless it falls apart So I say go